Well, good afternoon everyone. Uh, it's Joshua Bell here. It's uh, the 29th of April, 2020, uh, approximately 1.45. Um, yeah, today is a very special day in the history of this land. This stolen land, unceded land, and you know, it's uh, yeah, known as Australia. But as we know, there is many tribal nations within this land and sovereignty has never ceded. And today, 250 years ago, marks the day that Captain Cook popped into Kamei, which they call Botany Bay, over in Bidjigul, Gwigul uh, tribal areas. And um, I don't really recommend going backwards in life. You know, we are uh, uh, emus and dinner one, you know, we march forward constantly. But for the significance of the day and to pay respects, and to honour and to also inspire others to understand of the, uh, let's just say, brutal and sad history. Um, yeah, so I'm about to give you a bit of a history lesson to those listeners from overseas. And just remember, you know, Australia is one of the most amazing, beautiful countries in the whole entire world. But all that shines and all that glows, you know, it ain't glitter and it ain't gold. Um, there is tragic history starting with today the first act of uh well i guess violence terrorism whatever you want to call it it is what it is but it also marks the first day of resistance where we have been uh fighting for the rights for one and all and yeah so what i'm about to do is read something from the history and it's, it goes like this. On the 28th of April, uh, 1770, the tall ship HMB Endeavour sailed into the protective waters of Kamei, where the Guigal and Bidjigal people of the Taral and the Darik language groups lived. The next day, which is today, the 29th, a small landing party came ashore. Cook's landing party, which was met by two Guigal men with spears. Attempts to communicate failed, so Cook's party forced a landing under gunfire. A bullet hit one of the injured uh, men, yeah, a bullet hit and injured one of the men, and the people retreated to higher ground. Cook and his men then entered Guigal camp. They stole artifacts, including a number of spears, and left trinkets in exchange. We threw into the house to them some beads, ribbons, cloths as presents, and we went away. We, however, thought it no improper measure to take away with us all the lances, or spears, which we could find about the houses, amounting in number to 40 or 50. This was written by Joseph Banks, the Endeavour Journal of Joseph Banks, 1768, 1771 entry for April 28, 1970, 250 years later ago, sorry. Um, yeah, so, and it goes on here to say, seven days later, after a little further interaction with Guiga people, the Endeavour's crew sailed away. Cook wrote in his own journal, all they seemed to want was for us to be gone. And it's true, you know. Um, the shield and the spears remain a powerful link to that first encounter. The bullet hole in the shield proves that this was not a friendly encounter. 
and it is time these historical artifacts were returned to help heal the land, heal the people, and start the, I guess, uh, you know, the process for history to be acknowledged and changed in regards to the violence that was inflicted and to this day is still occurring. Okay, so in this episode, I've got three amazing um, speakers. Um, Linda Whitten from the Birajar clan, Paddy Gibson, a proud father, a human rights activist, social justice warrior, who I guess, you know, we can say uh, we've adopted into our Gumaroi nation, you know, and uh, you'll hear more about that with Paddy. But most importantly, we have a direct descendant of the Gwigal mob, of the Bidjigal mob, of the Tarul and Darik mob. And he has gave us his words and how we can move forward and how we can continue to keep up the fight, you know. Um, so no more from me. I'm going to, yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode. This is episode one of three. And please, any questions, anything, please let us know and let's find ways to unite and fight for what's right. You know, common sense will prevail. People power has been, you know, relevant and and coming together for just causes. Um, and that's another yarn we can have, but it's people power and education of days like this that will help us understand our struggle and help us unite to move forward as Mao as one and enjoy life the way it's meant to be. Okay, Yalu. Hello. Yama, Paddy. Hey, I can hear you, bros. Hey, man, how are you? Yeah, good, brother. Yourself? Oh, not too bad, eh? Not too bad. Nice um, one. That, first of all, just like to say, uh, Gabby Inda, thank you for, for your time and your, your voice, which I value and appreciate. Um, oh, no worries, brother. It's great to be with you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I'd rather much be out there on the, on the ground with all the plans we had in place for such a very important day for our people and our country. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. and that, that being the, the Gweagle shield and, um, you know, talking about that today. Yeah, so, bro. Um, yeah, it's a new way for me. I'm doing podcasting and, you know, trying to, we've got to adapt to the way society is, I guess, and get our messages out there and keep banging on that door, so to speak. Um, uh, absolutely. Still plenty of ways to make noise. Yeah, I will. Um, you know, I've quickly just touch on the fact that you've inspired me in many ways, Dargan. Um, you know, the way you conduct yourself and the way you speak and it's um, something to admire and we need to hear you more. That's why I wanted you today. <laughs> oh, bro, thanks so much. You really inspire me as well, bro, to see the way you, yeah, the way you carry forward the struggle. It's awesome. It's great to be able to do it together. Yeah, I've even got a recording from a bureau of our nation, um, Dargan Bubbly. Hey! Um, I'll throw that in the, into the podcast as well. That'd be um, great. And he's got a powerful message there around transgenerational trauma. Yes. Um, and that, so, that, you know, I'll answer that from my perspective, I guess. And awesome. Even Sister Linda done one. Um, yeah. Fantastic. It's, it's starting to shape up pretty well. I think I'm hoping to get in touch with Rodney um, Kelly or yep. what, I've reached out to one of the elders from the Bidjigal Nation out there as well awesome. to hope, hopefully have a bit of a yarn. Mm. Um. I guess 
one of the things I want to talk about with you, mate, I guess is being solution based myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I see a problem, I, I, I don't dwell on that. I think solutions. I see pathways. Mm-hmm. You go, okay, let's let's try this, or who's got the skill set that can contribute to the circle to get that message out there, or to allow everyone to have that that voice that we're all entitled to. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I guess the one of the plans they had for the Google, like the Captain Cook. Uh, voyage, uh, whatever you want to call it, was around Sydney and all around the place. And we had some pretty deadly plans in place around having some brewers from different nations actually painted up at different points where they w- would have went mm-hmm. and the, to let them know that we're still alive and we're surviving and, you know, we're still, you know, um, I guess acting with honour and integrity and keeping our old ways alive and, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, do you know what I mean? Absolutely, bro. I mean, that's the you know that's the thing is that the resistance that started then, you know, has never has never stopped. And I think that that's a you know something that non-indigenous people in this country have really got to learn to appreciate a lot more, and you know, and recognise you know that all of our future is tied to the success of that continuing resistance. Um, if we're going to be able to live on this you know beautiful continent that you mob looked after for so long. Yep. And that has been so badly destroyed since, you know, the forces of colonisation arrived, which, of course, started with Cook. So, you know, mm. I was really, um, you know, preparing, you know, best ways we could, you know, through different networks we're involved with and trade union movement and others to, um, to, to be there with people on this day and, you know, show that there's a strong, you know, and growing movement of solidarity with, with your struggle. Um, and, you know, we were preparing as well for uh, May Day, just in a couple of days' time, yep. uh, was going to have a big component of, you know, Aboriginal solidarity as well and, you know, tying in with the, you know, events uh, of people protesting the yep. celebrations. So, you know, it's a shame for all of us that we're not able to do that, um, you know, with as much, uh, you know, as much momentum as that we'd had before this COVID stuff started. But yep. You know, it's great to see, brother, you're finding ways to keep the message alive. Well, that's one of my roles that I was sort of, um, I suggested to the circle and whatnot was to, to get an old ways message stick, like a mang. That's the name of the channel and everything here. So mang mm-hmm. means message stick. So I was um, speaking to Uncle Paul, um, our lawman of the Gumaroy Nation, and mm. um, said I'd like to get a message stick and get brother um, Timbery from out there at Lapa to initiate it. Mm-hmm. Th- throw it over to the Derek mob, throw it down to the ne- old nations, the old ways, mm-hmm. and, and get that commitment um, that way. So being solution-based, obviously we can't do that now, but virtually we're doing it online. So this is the way I'm doing it now. Awesome, bro. Well so done, brother. There's, there's always a way. Yeah. Um, and I really want to talk more about that Mayday stuff because I'd love to read, do another yarn with you again. Yeah, for sure. Key players there, or, um, key voices, I'm happy to chuck them on and it's very easy to do. And yeah, we've got to keep keep up the, the fight. Mm. When I say when I say fight too, because a lot of don't get me wrong when I say it, mm. I love I love our events and I love pounding the pavement as Bubbly says, you know, and you know, um, you know, his voice has been taken away in a bit, but we're still running the ball up and contributing, not to the way that he'd do it. Um, no one can do anyone's other job, I guess, but we're like ten percent of my skill sets, ten percent of yours, ten percent of um, Andy's, ten percent of Harry, Yamcha, Linda, and we're all t- trying to make it work, you know. Yep. And when we say fight, we're not angry. Like we're not angry fighting. We're fighting for justice in common sense, like to prevail. But 
I just think these new ways where we're talking about it and we're not in the streets, which I love doing, don't get me wrong, mm. um, but there's got to be more of a strategic approach than the, the, the same chance always was, always will be. We all know that what that is and, and whatnot, but I kind of feel that, yeah, with, with this corona stuff, it's playing into our hands. It's been a bit of a blessing because everyone's awake. There's no distractions from footy. <laughs> There's no, um, you know what I mean? People are talking about stuff and families are, are appreciating the value of family and not putting work ahead. Do you get me, brother? Yeah, no, you know? I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's wonderful to be able to spend, you know, that close time with your kids and close time with your family. And I think, yeah. you know, it also shows, I think, who really, you know, who really <clears throat> makes this society run, you know. It's not, mm. the, it's not the rich and powerful people, the billionaires mm. that are the essential workers. It's the, yeah. you know, the, the, yeah. the fucking people in the supermarkets that are keeping us fed, you know. And, the, you yep. know, um, the, the healthcare workers on the front line, they're keeping us all, you know, keeping us all healthy. And the delivery workers, you know, that are, you know, making sure that people get fed. And, you know, all these people are paid fuck all. And you know, <laughs> treated like crap and with no rights. But you know, in a moment like this, you can really see, you know, who mm-hmm. who who keeps this world turning. You know, so yeah. so I think that there is, you know, there is some real insights that are, you know, some real insights that are coming out of it. Um, mm. You know that you know for people can see. It's great to hear the birds singing in the background that where you are there, <laughs> brother. Cause oh, because yeah. I think that that was the thing you know that was starting to happen as well. Um, you know, obviously, in this country, anyone who has tried to do anything to defend the land we're on and the environment, you know, as you know, always, it's been crucial to put uh, the question of Aboriginal rights at the front of that because you know, this yeah. is your this yeah. is your land. People have cared yep. for this land for you know thousands and thousands of years, and you yep. know, fighting for the sovereignty of Aboriginal people to be recognised is absolutely crucial for actually defending the land that we're on. And I think that yep. you know, we started to see. Uh, some quite exciting, yeah, new forms of action and solidarity and stuff that were growing uh, in the 12 months or so prior to this COVID, you know, crisis. Particularly, you know, mm-hmm. I know, brother, you were there too with that uh, climate strike movement, you know. Um, yep. You know, mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge demonstrations and mobilizations mm. and people saying the way we're treating our planet's got to stop and it's yep. got to, you know, there's got to be a recognition and a return to, you know, the sustainable practices and the connection to land. Uh, that that yep. new mob have got to lead, and I, you know, mm-hmm. I think that there was, you know, some really exciting, uh, you know, synergies between, you know, what those student strikers were doing, and you know, some of the trade union movement, and you know, the Aboriginal struggles for land, uh, getting getting yeah. a strong platform within that, um, you know, within that movement. So, you know, so you know, trying to find, uh, you know, new ways to build power and defend what's important for all of us and for our survival. Yeah. And right. um, yeah, I mean, obviously we've been knocked out a bit by this COVID stuff, but like you say, it's a time to reflect, a time to regroup, you know, mm-hmm. and build our awareness and build our strength. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, you know, um, yeah, I call it like the great awakening, what's happening now. Like people waking up more than ever. Mm. It's not just, it, it's not just in the black activist, like activist circles and stuff, mm. you, know, you know, so it's, it's happening on a larger scale. Um, yeah. And it's an honor to stand beside you. Bro. Nah, nice one, bro. But, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'll just touch on that climate funk thing real, uh, real quick, the strike. Yep. Like, I remember that first one, there was, like, you know, 50,000, like, kids, bro, mm. you know, and young ones and wor- and old, old ones as well. But I remember a lot of the older guards sort of st- stood back a bit and let, you know, the young Bir- um, Birua from Birujar clan, mm. um, Ma- Marley Rose. Um, sorry if I yeah. forgot yeah, the name. Yeah. But she, 
when she delivered that speech there, that actually made me cry and made my heart sing. Um, you know, I've got hope for days, you know, that common sense will prevail. Um, and as you know, there's multiple layers of injustice here. Um, and speaking for my Birajar clan, um, you know, Aunt Dolly and, and everyone mm. with the stuff, the stuff we've got going on around Shenwa and protecting our water and our sacred sites, we don't want no money. I'm speaking for my, my clan and my Dion, my family now. We don't want no money whatsoever. We just want the heart and soul left alone. The rivers, the sacred sites, all that helps sustain and build this beautiful land that we all want, mm. you know. And to bring it back to the Gweagle, you know, um, I've got, oh, man, when I seen Brother Rodney touch that shield, once again, my heart sung. I cried. I was happy as, because uh, I knew physically touching it would be one step closer to bringing it home. And that would be that admission, I guess, from from those, you know, that regime, you know, that entity, whatever you call mm. it, that that the first act was violent and to make steps and put things in place instead of spending 250-odd million on a statue to glorify yeah, the violence. crazy. At, you know, we could use that to prevent crime. We can use that to boost health. We can use that for multiple things to benefit the entire society. Mm. You know, all, all lives matter, Patty. You know, Absolutely. And, you know, us blackfellas, we ain't, you know, once again, I'm speaking for myself here. Um, you know, we've been around a very long time, thousands and thousands of years since the first, you know, um, and we, we don't think we're better than anyone. There's no ethnocentric um, attitude here from myself, mm. you know, saying we've, but we do have the answers and the keys to, to that freedom and that sustainability, what we, what we need, mm. uh, you know. I hope that makes oh, sense. Oh, hundred percent, my bro. And it's so, you know, I mean, I think that that is so important. You know, that the, you know, the struggles, you know, such an important part of the struggle has got to be about getting power and resources, you know, into the hands of yep. your communities to take the lead on that transition that we need to see happen. Yes. You know, and yep. I mean, we've talked about this, you know, COVID time being a time where we, we, you know, we're all reflecting on what's important and, you know, trying to have a bit of a shift in mindset about how we're going to go back out into the world. But unfortunately, bro, our enemies are doing the same thing, you know. So we've got, mm. you know, you look at the COVID task force that the federal government's putting together to sort of lead the economic uh, recovery after this crisis. And, it, and it's, stacked up with you know mining people fracking people you know they're talking about you know a gas-led recovery you know massive wow. expansion in you know the fracking and i know you're you know sacred lands up there in the pillar and other places are facing an onslaught mm. now of the of the fracking you know th this is yep. this is what they're planning to do is you know like intensify the destruction so you know, it does mm -hmm. make it just so important, you know, to, to be getting behind, you know, the vision that you've put there to say, look, you know, all this money that you've got, you know, for celebrating Captain Cook, all this money that you've got for expanding gas and all these destructive industries, you know, they should, they, I believe there shouldn't be one Aboriginal person in this country unemployed. You know, there should be, you know, resources mm -hmm. and money there for your mob to, you know, actually look after the land, look after the communities, look after us all. You know, and, and take the lead. You know, you've got the, you know, uh, know-how and the, you know, real drive to, you know, rehabilitate the lands that have been destroyed. Um, but that, that requires yep. having some control restored over those lands, you know, having um, the resources yep. and the jobs to do it. I've, you know, done a lot mm -hmm. of work with mob who are really trying to revitalize that cultural burning practice, you know. And there's a lot of people, mm -hmm. a lot, yeah. a lot, of, lot yep. of people that are, they're willing, they're ready to go, man. They really want to get out there and work on their land and burn in a way that's going to protect us all and reju rejuvenate yep. the bush and stop the fires. But 
they can't get any funding. You know, it's it's outrageous. Mm. There's, you know, billions yep. and however much you want to talk about for these mining companies, but this mob can't get a look in. So it is a really, really important fight, I think, you know, to say, you know, you, yeah. you look right back 250 years ago, you know, you know, those, those squeagle mob, they knew what was coming. They knew what was on that ship. They knew it was a danger. That's mm. why they picked up their spears. You know, that's why they said, yep. you know, get out of here. You know, and, and that, yeah. you know, that, that insight's still there today. So we just got to, we got to do what we can, you know, as non-Indigenous people as well to build the power behind, you know, behind your vision, bro. Mm. And that's the thing, you know, like since that first, like since time immemorial, we, it's always been about that love, honour, integrity and allowing people to feel part of the circle and contribute mm. and, and whatnot, you know, and it's very important these days as well that that mob understand that as well. And I guess... What breaks my heart a little bit, brother, is like seeing mob and even others just use the tools of the oppressor against each mm. other, you know, and um, trying to break spirit and, and not allowing people to, to voice up their concerns or anything like that, you know. So there's hell of a lot of way to go with ourselves, you know, to unite ourselves as well. Um, that's something that I've been striving to do um, mm-hmm. yeah, and always yeah, will. Good on you, bro. It's a ri- we got to, yeah. It's important attitude, and you, you know, it's important to build the unity. You know, there's so much that the system does to divide people, and you know, one of the main things is if you force people into a corner, and you, you know, you know, pu- push mm. people into a situation where they're under so much threat and so vulnerable, then you know, people do lash out sideways. You know. Um, but but yep. trying to you know trying to stay on the path of you know pointing at the oppressor and saying that's where our energy's got to be focused and let, let's build yep. as much unity as we can. You know I really admire yeah. it, brother. The more of that attitude, you know, we need it. We need it. Yep, that's why I'll just continually, you know, I, I don't know, pass the messages on as as much as I can. And I just I'm only one voice, but you know, it, it's on all of us to speak our mind mm. as well. You know, and our our heart and. Brother, just um, I know you're pushed for time. We're approaching ten thirty yep. year, and um, just want to say, you know, I'm pretty sure, brother Bubbly, you know, I'm pretty sure he adopted you into our Gumaroy Nation, you know. Hey. <laughs> and so, <laughs> now I want to back that up, brother. You know, um, you are a man of honour and pride, and you know, I really, really look. Oh, up thank to you, you so. It's really, really generous. I appreciate. It. We miss Bubbly so much, and yeah, thanks, thanks, heaps, bro. Yeah. Did you want to talk about the May Day stuff now? Yeah, I'll just do, might do, do that one. before we jump off, you know, just to say, you know, like there is, you know, there's yep. still going to be, um, the, you know, we're still with the trade unions finding ways to fight this government and fight the system because, you know, the um, they haven't stopped in their attacks. And, you know, we're seeing actually, you know, a massive wave of unemployment now that's coming with the COVID crisis and real yep. cutting people's wages as well. And, you know, and they, they don't do yep. anything to keep people safe. So, like, while we're all doing our business, staying at home, trying to socially distance and all that as best we can, these employers are just forcing their workers into unsafe situations every day. You know, so, you know, yep. the, you know, actually ability to organize and fight at work with our unions is very important. So, you know, we've, we've said even though there's a social distance rules in place, we're going to be going ahead mm-hmm. with protest. It's a new way to protest, the yep. car convoy protest. Yep. So it's perfectly safe. You know, um, yep. so we're going ahead on Friday, on May Day. We're going to be gathering up at 11 o'clock in our cars at Mrs. Macquarie's chair, you know, in the domain there. Um, yep, yeah, I know and then exactly we're rolling, bro. We're going to, you know, there's people on uh, bikes and 
you know, people in our cars and we're going to take the fight, going to go and target the Liberal Party headquarters here in Sydney and show that, you know, people are still, people are still fighting and we're still demanding our rights. And one of the, one of the main demands well, for that protest yep. is for a transition like we talked about. You know, they've got to put money on the table mm-hmm. for jobs, resources, for First Nations people, workers, you know, allow yep. us all to, to transition to, a, you know, a climate-safe uh, economy. Man, that's beautiful. And in the spirit of, you know, two-way street approach to life, you know, um, that's how I've always operated. Paddy, I'm going to be there oh, on that man, day for bro. you, but not just for you, not just for you, for the union, for the people, for my ancestors, and I'll voice up if you want awesome. me to. Um, I'm always about that two-way street because quickly, I'll yeah. just finish on this bit. Um, a few months ago, I got invited down to the to Canberra, my Ngunnawal country, you know, not my our Ngunnawal country. And um, I actually done a welcome the country for the CFMEU awesome. down there. Um, it was my second ever. Uh, my first being with the Spirit Walker, Brother Clinton, which it wasn't just me. There was a collective of, of Ngunnawal um, elders and wise ones there. So we all done it collectively. But back to the union, I actually said in, in my speech, you know, I didn't just welcome, welcome them to country. I welcomed them to stand alongside us, First Nations people, and walk with us. And because we need their support, we need that solidarity all across the board so if anyone from the act cfmeu hears this or whatever um you know let's continue to build upon that relationship and when i planted that seed about unifying and walking together because water is life you know that's been my biggest concern um you know but obviously there's layers like an onion you know you know how mm. what i mean patty but yeah i just want to reach out to the cfmeu as well and thank them and also, a quick shout out to my Dargans, um, Pete and Bo Spiram from up there in um, Meenjin in Brisbane, you know, years and years and years ago. They walked down and they had vision and there was a rally down there, the wharves, eh? And um, yeah, they ended up going down there and, and just spe- and uniting with the mob down there. And that formed something like, well, I guess gives us that platform now to be able to keep joining as Mao, as one, you know, so... I want to shout out to the brother Pete and Bo Spiram as well. They're um, proud Burrowers of the Gumaroy Nation as well. So awesome! Yeah. Great to hear. That's the man. That's the solidarity that can win. That's what we're doing. And this, this is the best part. It's like it's raw. This interview, this whole yarn, and um, we throw that virtual mang out there. And Paddy, you know, from bottom of my G and all of my Dewey, my soul, brother. You know, once again, I applaud you and. And I'll see you on May we'll Day. We'll see you there. Brother. Thanks so much. So generous. Really appreciate it. We'll see you there. All right, brother. Cheers, brother. Have a good one. Okay, okay. Bye. Bye. You too, mate. Bye. Well, I must say that was a very inspiring yarn with Brother Paddy. Um, yeah. We're going to take a call now from my cousin Linda. And um, I can just see the messages coming through here now. She's texting ready. So without no more from, from me for now. I'm going to put on Cousin Linda, you know, a true Birua Yina of the Gumaroy Nation, the Biraja clan, Gunada, you know. So here we go. Yama, Yama. Yama. Which way? What you doing? Oh, just kicking back on the lounge, getting ready for a big day tomorrow. Big day tomorrow. You want to let us know what that day is, Cuz? So tomorrow is the 29th of April. That's the first day of the end of the world for blackfellas in this country. Yeah, well, got you here on the podcast, eh? 
It's not live or anything yet, but it will be added to the show. And okay. I thought it was very important to get your on there. Oh, thanks, my cousin. So for the people that don't know, tomorrow tomorrow represents uh, the forced landing of Cook in Kamei, which is Botany Bay, here in what's now known as Australia, um, on the lands of the Gwigal Bidjigal people, here in what's now known as Sydney, or what the Gamelmans will call the Eora Nation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that one for another yarn, eh? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um. I'll just want to quickly re I don't know, refresh your memory, I guess. Um, and I always talk about it. Your quote from the Water is Life campaign. Yep. You know, yeah, you do. To a higher account than we expect of those trying to govern us. It was sorry. Yeah. Was so we, we should hold our own people to a higher standard than what we hold you know, the the governing body, as you said, everybody else. Because, you know, blackfellas know what's right and what's wrong in terms of how our people and our ways are. So, you know, when they go ahead and, and they break the rules or what they now call protocols, um, you know, they, they know they're doing it. These other fellas don't know. Blackfellas know. And when they do it anyway, that's that's the worst thing ever. That's him. Um, and, you know, it breaks my heart a bit. I thought we were using the oppressor, you know. Like we are the oppressed and they're using the same tools against each other instead of uplifting or uniting. It's never going to be utopian or like whatever, but you know. What I mean. No, no, that's right. And, you know, I don't think there's ever been a utopia anyway, but um, I think it's been proven time and time again um, that we are the oldest surviving culture in the world. There's got to be a reason for that. This other mob, you know, they've had over 200 years now, 250 years since Cook landed here to prove that their ways are as superior as what they make out. And the truth of the matter is, is that the world's nearly ending. So, you know. Yeah. The old, that patriarchal capitalism world's ending because another one's coming through based on love, honour, integrity. Well, from your words to bourgeois ears, mate. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I know we, we had some amazing plans in place for this. Um, the, like BK says in his song Choices, yep. raise my fist and the pepper spray me is, you know, <laughs> all those choices that we, we do have. Um, and you know what? There, there might not be a big, huge event this year, but, you know, my, most of us people, we commemorate this year every year. You know, it's a bit like, you know, they all had Anzac Day a few days ago, but we have we have that only a few days after what they call Anzac Day with with this day. Yeah. Bad. But this is, um, yeah, it's a part of the history that has been hidden from, you know, the world mainstream. Um, it is coming out in various ways now, like, what we're doing now, podcasting. Yep. Um, chucking that virtual mang, that message stick out there. To, you know, because from what I see and I posted about it today is the first act was violence straight away. You know, it was, it was. I um, been- I actually listened to 
to a video clip on YouTube only recently. Oh, well, I half listened to it. It may be a bit cranky, so I didn't really listen to it all. But it was put out by the Maritime Museum, and they had two people. They had um, Professor John Maynard, who's a black fella who now works at Newcastle University, um, and they had that Peter Fitzgibbon. I think most people call him the bandana. Anyhow, he's a cook lover. Um, so it's on YouTube if anybody wants to watch it. It's called Cook the Man or the Myth, I think, something like that. Um, but what got Peter Fitzsimmons was talking all the time, he kept saying what a good man Cook was, what a good man he was. And I just want people to really understand that a good man does not do what Cook did. You know, he, he disobeyed the written orders of his king, for starters, you know, like to not visit violence upon us and do things with the consent of the natives and all this sort of stuff. And the first thing he done was to fire, fire upon our peoples. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that that shield has, um, you know, been taken along with many other, not only artefacts, but, you know, people's skulls and body parts and that were like trophies for them fellas. Yeah. Yep. Well, as, um, you know, as, as spiritual mob too, we have um, Kumbo Gunnera, his remains were dug up and they went to the Australian Museum, which I believe was in Sydney. Um, and ha- they've still not been restored. They've lost them. Well, that was the yarn. They've lost them. So, you know, but they were big, big sellers to independent markets overseas, rich, wealthy people that wanted to, you know, study us and see how like apes and other animals we were. Yeah, I even even read something about like there was human zoos back then as well where they like got indigenous mobs all over the world and put them in like cages like the zoos and people gawked at them. You know? Yep. Well, I have to say, I um, like the the human zoo. I um, the recent tour, corroboree tour. I can't remember what the fellow that was doing the corroborees. It kind of felt like that to me. He was taking you know busloads of people out out on country to show them the states of our rivers and and draw attention to the water crisis. But really, it sort of felt more to me like he was just putting us all on show, you know, as zoo creatures. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like the old freak show side exhibits in the shows and circuses and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what I'm going to do now, I've got a pretty interesting question from a Birula of the Gomoroi Nation. Proud, staunch father, a Bubba. Um, we say Bubba, that means father, you know, and yep. whose voice is taken away and, um, you know, we'll never be silenced because, you know, that's who we are. But um, uh, He'll be back up. bigger and bolder than ever, don't you worry. Well, he's actually, you know, playing his part for us in there anyway, where he is. Um, you know, as Brother Pete says, you know, we uh, we got our own Malcolm on the inside now, reaching old brothers. And well, him. I told him that was, his, that was his cause. That was where he was needed most. Yep. I said and there was obviously a reason for that and I'm um, hearing hearing lots of good stuff. You know, he's making yeah. a real impact in there. So I hope that makes a real difference to some of our younger mob and gives some hope to some of our older mob in there too, you know? Yeah, and like we've all ran the, running the ball up for him in our own way because no one will ever replace his voice, his strength, his, um, you know what I mean? His whole just, <laughs> he's stamina, his God, no. I don't know anyone that would even want to. You yep. know, like, <laughs> and that's where 
you know, like I'll give a shout out to some comrades here, you know, some allies, um, Pat, Pat Gibson, uh, Harry Yunker, and Andy, Andy Mate for now. Uh, you know, I've heard them fellas speak on our behalf and for human rights in general, you know, and them fellas then, why well, I mean, non-black fellas act with more honour and integrity to get that message across. You know, it's very inspiring. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. And I'm going to add a name to that, a name I know a lot of people will turn their nose up, Um, but Ian Rose, you know, as much as a lot of people got a lot to say, um, I'm sorry, I I can't agree with that, you know. I've never experienced it, Um, you know. uh, Look, I won't go into all the whinging and moaning and all that sort of stuff about how some of this stuff would have been done differently, but no one can take away all the good things that Ian Rose has done to come through for our mob too. So all them ones out there sticking up their nose right now. Sorry, you mob. The truth hurts. (laughs) And, you know, it was very messy and very, once again, using them tools of the oppressor trying to, you know, break other people's... And that's exactly right. And you know what? I just want to, you know, I want to throw it out there too. Just because you're black, it doesn't give you a right to go out there and treat people like shit, people of a different colour, a different gender, a different belief, any of that sort of stuff. So if that's the way you want to roll, my suggestion is you climb all the way over that fence and you go there to your glow-in-the-dark white brothers and sisters that are oppressing us and you stay there. Yeah, We don't need that shit. uh, We need strength and love and unity, you know, and we're not going to get that with that sort of attitude. And once again, I'll just put it out there, like, hashtag I stand with Ian, you know (laughs) I've got all the ways. He's a Dargan and a brother. And, yep, I'm you know, a fan of what him and brother Lance are doing, yep. uh, you know, with all the homeless stuff. And no one can run the ball up like Ian does. He's amazing. At, he's got a mad skill set that values and appreciated. So thanks, Ian. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah. Anything else you want to have a quick yarn about? Um. um I think the biggest the biggest spotlight right now should be on the fact that um, it is the 250th anniversary of Cook's Landing. Um, yep. Whilst we went a long way backwards as, you know, as a surviving peoples when Cook landed, oh, sorry, rather it was more when Philip landed, um, but, you know, we got the first taste when Cook arrived. But I would, I, would, I would really like to hear the voices of the elders that are directly descendant from those peoples, from the Gwigal, Bidjigal peoples, you know. I'd like to hear more of their yarns and more of their truths because that's what matters to me and I think that's what should matter to everybody as a nation, you know. Like they talk about a treaty and they talk about truce and all this sorts of stuff. Well, who's truce? And, you know, how do they expect to talk about a treaty if we haven't got all this truth out in the open first, you know? So I don't think we should even be considering a treaty, regardless of my personal opinions as to whether we should have one or not. I don't think a treaty should be a consideration until that truth has been put out there and we have worked out what we're going to do with that truth, you know, what yep. will be the outcomes, um, how, how will that affect our children and grandchildren and everybody else's children and grandchildren growing forward. Like what does a united Australia, you know, inverted commas there, look like? 
Um, mm. And I think until we hear those voices that hold our oral histories, um, there's there's no way there's no way to look at the future until we've listened and looked hard at the past. So. I'd love to, you know, chuck this message stick out there to Brother Rodney Kelly. You know, I've seen him over in England. He actually touched the shield himself, you know. And I, when I seen that, I got that proud and excited because it felt like the record was made. If you know yep. what I mean. Are you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, and he's been real strong, real staunch on the fight. Keeps going back. You know, doesn't it's you know, no don't mean no when you're fighting for what you believe is right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to try to reach out to brother um, Rodney tomorrow and see if he can jump on. You know, yep. And have a bit of a yarn and some of the aunts and the wise ones. I like to say wise ones. I don't like saying elders because it feels like over witnessing. And no, no disrespect to those guys. Everyone's entitled to their belief systems and yep. you know whatever. I like that term, wise ones. I mean, I call them elders. I always have. It's always meant that to me, you know. But yeah, good. Good catch there, wise ones. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, thanks for your time tonight, Cuz. Um, I think we might wrap it up a little bit here and build upon it for tomorrow. Yep, sounds good. I look forward to hearing from I you and to... seeing what comes of this little podcast. It'd be great to hear them voices, yeah, so... like I said, and um, try and build on this through the week. So. Yeah, well, I just want to um, say Gabby Yinda Bawa. Thank you, sister. Um, you know, Linda, that was very powerful. And, you know, um, and, you know, how staunch and how solid you are as a warrior of our nation. You know, we matriarchal people and, and you, Yinda, have always uh, led the way. And it's always been that way. So, um, you know, it has worked out proper deadly that we have got upcoming right now. Brother Rodney Kelly, direct descendant. Um, you know, don't want to talk too much anymore, but just wanted to say thanks again, Linda. And you know, we've got to keep keep up the fight and keep voicing up. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, brother. Yama, Yama, Rodney. Hello. Hey. Hey, how are you? Yep, you there? Yeah. Hey, brother. Um, first of all, you know, I'd like to acknowledge your tribal country, your land that I've been living on for 30 years plus, you know. Um, pay my respects to yourself and your ancestors of the Darul Nation. I'm very thankful um, and very feel very blessed to be living in, and working on your land. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, my name is Josh Bell. That's what everyone knows me as. But yeah. um, I've been... I guess gifted due to my, I guess my actions, I've been gifted a, a tribal name, and and I'm from the Ngunnawal Gamilaroi nations. Yeah, and I've been gifted a name, which is one of my greatest achievements in my life, and part of, I guess, decolonizing from the, you know, the shackles and and the um, yeah. chain, the chains of the regime. And my name is Bare Bamba Gulbi, and that means fast with some force in life. In spirit, in Diria Gamal. Our Diria Gamal is our law of the Gumaroi Nation. So, oh, deadly. Yeah. Um, did you want to just introduce yourself, brother, for the listeners out there? Yeah, no, you know, I'm Rodney Kelly. Uh, you know, Gweagle, Yawn Man. Uh, yeah, I, and my tribal name that, that I've 
you know, got for my father is uh, marum. So, you know, sometimes I use that as well. Deadly. Um, it's something, you know, when I first gift, got gifted it, I guess I didn't really, I didn't feel like I deserved it a bit, you know, and I didn't share it around like as much as I should have. But um, I guess it was just a learning curve and stepping into the frequency of who I truly am and now like I'm embracing it and, you know, acknowledging, uh, we say Bunja for our, you know, our powerful creator and um, yeah. you know, give th thanks and appreciations every single yeah. day. Um, yeah. So, brother, you know, I'm in awe and respect of um, what you've been fighting for. Um, today does mark 250 years of um you know the the landing of captain cook and and his crew which was um you know the first act was of violence you know and it's been violent ever since and we're still at war you know so um yeah i just wanted to sort of acknowledge your um i don't know your your efforts and your contribution to to getting the shield repatriated and brought home you know yeah no, it's you know, it's been a hard journey I've been on. Uh, yeah, in March um, this year, on the 28th, it, it has been uh, four years. So it's been over four years since I've been, you know, heading overseas. You know, I've been on seven trips over, overseas in these four years. Uh, so, you know, that's taken a big toll on myself. i got a wife. And, and five kids as well, so yeah. you know I've got to try and uh, have you know family time. Plus, then I've got to you know be working on trying to get um, these precious uh, you know shield and spears back home. So it's and, been a been a big journey. Yeah, um, you know I'm totally in awe, and you know like. People, a lot of people don't understand that we do float two worlds, you know, because we're bound by law, L-O-R-E, our ancient sacred yeah. ways. And then, but then we've got to survive in, in the mainstream world, the white world as well, you know. So I guess, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, that float that we, we must do. Um, so I'm sending, you know, as much love and respect towards you, brother. I want to help any way I can, I guess. And by you taking part in this yarn today... Um, it's a mang, M-A, the name of the channel is Kuri, a mang, mang means messenger stick, you know. Yeah, um, deadly. And being guided by wise ones, I don't like to say elders because, you know, um, feels... Yeah, I, I don't like it either, really. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sit well with me, but um, nah. right. everyone's entitled to their own thing, you know. Yeah. But we've, um, you know, myself have um, been guided by some Bidjigal elders and um, whatnot and taken their guidance and suggestions on what to do. You know, it would have been ideal that we were out gathering out there today. Um, it would have been deadly and powerful, but I guess we have to adapt and that's something that we're good at us blackfellas, eh, cuz? Like, yeah, we adapt to right. any situation and we're survivors, you know what I mean? Yeah, survivors. <laughs> um, the one thing I wanted to say, brother, as well, was like when I seen you touch the shield physically, um, I've seen that video, and I, I guess I could post a link somewhere if others want yeah. to check it out. But when I seen you touch it, I cried. You know, my G, my heart, my Dewey, it just lit up, you know, and I cried happy tears and hopeful tears. And 
that's one thing I'm not ashamed of is expressing my feelings, bro, you know? And um, when I seen that, I knew it's only a matter of time before it comes home, you know, to make that physical connection to, to what's rightfully your people and ancestors, you know? Um, I truly believe that if we get it home, there's it's like an admission of guilt, I guess, you know, and it shows the, tr- the true history of the nation that was, you know, taken by force and, you know. Yeah, that's right. You know, that was my whole point. You know, we we really need to get the shield back, you know, and, and then the spears back because that's, you know, that's the evidence right there. You know, when something happens, you go back and back to the start and, you know, to, to be able to heal as a people um, and... and and you know, try and get past all the, all the bad stuff that that's happened. We've got to go back to the start, and and we've got to go over everything, you know, from the start. Yeah. So you know, we've got to go back to the start. We've got to get those things that were taken that day, and mm-hmm. and you know, that's when the story can be told from the start again, properly. Yeah, you will. know. Yeah, well, um. Yeah, giving me goosebumps here now, just yarning with you, bro. You know, I'm truly thankful for this. And, yeah, um, no, you know, when I first um, seen the uh, Shield and Spears, uh, they were in Australia here, the Shield and Spears. Oh, true. So um, on the last day of the exhibition in 2016, um, so nobody knew about this sort of stuff that they were here before. Nobody knew they kept that all quiet. So I found yeah. out, I think it was two days before the uh, end of the exhibition. And, and I said, look, you know, spoke to a couple of the mob and, and I said, look, something's got to go on. You know, I'm, I'm just going to go up here. I'm going to do something. Uh, so, you know, I went up to the 10 embassy uh, got some help from from the mob up there, and and went and done a protest, and I and I seen the shield and spears for the first time, and yeah, the goosebumps and that feeling that you get, man, it's just yep. yeah, you know, that feeling is just overwhelming, and uh, when I went back and seen them again in England, and I seen them in their environment where they've been you know, for, for many years and that hurt me more than seeing them for the first time. Uh, you know, I, I was crying in front of the spears and, and in front of the shield and, and yeah. yeah, seeing them in their own environment where they've been kept, you know, yep. by by the colonisers for, for, you know, hundreds of years is just, just broke me down and that's why I've been, yeah, just so hard on trying to get them home so, you know, all the yeah. mob can feel that power and that, that you know, that spirits inside it can, can feel the stuff. Yeah, well, and I believe, you know, no one's really taught me this or, you know, it's just an inner, um, you know, instinct thing that um, I, I truly believe they they took a lot of our, our spears and our shields. They even took, you know, skulls and body parts and everything, you know, um, I believe it was a strategic ploy tactic to to break the spirit of the land, you know, and to get those those home will help heal our sites, our rivers, and, and restore balance and harmony within our people, but also the land itself. You know, that's why I think there's a lot of unrest all across the country. Um, speaking for Gumaroo, you know, we, we're fighting 
you know, the, the mining companies up there taking all our water and destroying creation sites and women's sites and, you know, and I believe it's a strategy to, to break, try to break spirit. So, yeah, break our spirit yeah. soon because mm. we're, we're very spiritual people, you know. We've always been spiritual people, just the magic, you know, the spiritual stuff, just... Mm. And, like, you know, I'm sure that, you know, through the protests and that, through some of the, the wider audience that sees us pounding the pavement and that, they probably hear the chants and might be a bit intimidated or whatever, but not understand why we're doing it, you know. But um, the, the land owns us. We don't own it, it owns us. We have an obligation to, to look after it and it looks after us. And once speaking for my clan and tribe, you know, we don't want no money off these mining companies and that we we don't want nothing. We just want our sites left alone so future leaders can go down the river and have a fish, go t listen to the stories of the land and connect to the song lines, you know. And, um, we are blessed to be black fellas, you know, by, by bloodlines and song lines and throughout all the bad stuff they've done to us because, you know, you know, we're still smiling and we're still willing to share and, we, you know what I mean? We're not angry as such. I mean, we're angry but we use... We, well, you know, we channel it into a positive way to get the outcomes that's going to benefit our future leaders, our kids, you know? Yeah, no, um, that's right. Well, we're always thinking about know. that sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, I just, oh, man, you know, just really thankful. I want to offer my support in any way possible um, as a proud Birija clan member and Ngunnawal man. Um, we say uh, Thunbaran Darwin, which means connecting two rings of dirt. Yeah. Um, and to connect our tribal nations in an old way, because that was part of my plan. See, for this, if we, if this Corona situation wasn't happening, um, I sought permission to get a message stick that was going to start with you fellas out there, and then throw it across the Derek, and throw it down the, you know, all across to the clans, and unite everyone in the old ways, not just in a verbal way. Um, um, yeah, so we're bound by yeah. all, once again bringing bringing that old ways back. Yeah, I see it. So we're reviving an ancient frequency and. Anything that I can do, brother, you know, my skill sets are yours, you know. I'll contribute to the circle whichever way possible. Um, I don't know, like, I guess I said it in another interview just before, I'm all, I've always been solution-based, whereas like, I see a problem, I don't see the problem, I see a way out. All right, well, we'll do this, we'll do that. There's always a possibility. Yeah, there's always a possibility. And, and hope, you know, so, um, yeah. Well, yeah, I've been, you know, since going through this campaign and trying to bring back the shield and spears, uh, it's taken me in lots of different directions and, and there's always a wall that comes up, like, you know, with the shield that, that um, the British Museum are bound by law that they can't give anything back. Yeah. So... You know, then I, then I come, then back home here, the Australian government have a Act of Parliament that prohibits anybody from claiming any artefacts on loan from museums overseas. So, you know, something's stolen. We can't even claim it mm. here in our own country when it, when it comes here because the government's got that Act of Parliament on it. So... You know, they're always mm. trying to do these little things that, uh, you know, always muck us up and, and take us in, you know, got to go another direction. 
Yeah, that's why I I call them politricans, bro, you know. I don't call them politicians. (laughs) I call them politricans because they're always tricking and deceiving. So another another thing was uh, the $50 million what Morrison gave for the Cook Memorial stuff. So AXIS in Canberra got $2 million for that repatriation program. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, funding from Cook Memorial stuff, but Cook artefacts weren't even looked at, weren't even talked about. Like, you know, those artefacts should be home. They, they could have, you know, tried to do something. But, I mean, yeah, that was one thing. You're using two, $2 million out of Cook's money, but his Cook's artefacts are there. What, what mm-hmm. sort of a, you know... It's just things like that that, you know, the government are making sure these artefacts don't come home because they know how powerful they are and and Mm -hmm. that's why this day, you know, is kept quiet. Yep. You know, I believe it's on par with, you know, um, Survival Day, of course, Invasion Day, Survival Day, because, they, you know, they try to bury us, but we're seeds, you know, we're survivors and um, any other day, this today is the... The most significant one, bro. You know, um, and we had some big plans in place out there. To head out there and <laughs> yeah, no, nah, would have been would have been so deadly. Mm. Like we, so yeah, Brisbane mob, you know, Western Australia mob, we were Victoria mob, uh, South Australia, oh, Northern Territory. It was just going to yeah. be yeah, huge. Because I'll. I'll I was going to drive around to every single nation, you know, and try and see all the wise ones and make the connections and get them to carve into the message stick, you know, and that's that would have been amazing. I still want to yeah, see it happen because I do believe be deadly. we. I, I do believe we need to unite our nations. You know, we, there's a lot of division and stuff within our own people, and um, you know, so I think we need to, you know, fight on that as well, brother. You know, just um, work hard to uniting our wise ones because. We don't even have a true voice in in that parliament. Do you know what I mean? That's why they put in yes men that are um, not even elected by the people. They're just like, you know, puppets of the crown, basically. And yeah, so, that's basically what they are. You know, it's sad, but you know, our wise ones, our like Buddha and ancestors, they watch everything, and you know, they they think they're getting away with it down here on this in this um, planet Earth and whatnot. But you know, when when we all pass, which we all do. We'll be held accountable for our actions on this earth. So, yeah. Um, anything else you want to say, my bro? Before we, you know, I want to. I'd yarn with you all day. Yeah, no, I just want to. Um, I just wanted to, you know, talk about, uh, you know, a bit more about the uh, shield and and artifacts and stuff. You know. Uh, I uh yep. been trying to get the shield back home here. Um so I've had meetings with the British Museum and hopefully when all this stuff's over with the coronavirus and that and um we should be able to see that shield return home here. Mm. Yep. Um there are three spears that were taken 250 years ago today in Canberra right now. 
So um, as soon as um, yeah, as soon as we're finished um, this coronavirus, um, you know, I'll be putting a call out for all the mobs, um, anybody who wants to come to the museum. Yep. That's yeah, in country. country uh, also, if they can't get a chance to come to Canberra, um, there'll be opportunity in Sydney uh, probably later on in the year or early, you know, probably next year or something. So, um, yeah. yeah, I want to um, put that call out for everybody to come, you know, have a look at these items, these um, three spears, what are what are in Australia now? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I'd love to see, brother, and this is a bit of a suggestion, I'd love your support on this and everyone, um, I'd like to invite every single nation down there to Ngunnawal country. You know, that's my tribal country down there too. But I'd like to see us, you know, like the Wave Hill yeah. sit down? You know, I'd like to see, that was one of our most, what, um, uh, they got the result, right? Yeah. Because they did not move. They sat peacefully. They didn't move. So I'd like to invite everyone down there to build a humpy and a wale, a camp, and we all just stay there until it happens yeah, again. Nah, that's it, eh? You know? Instead of like, just like, don't get me wrong, the protests, I love them. You know, I'll go voice up whenever I can, but I think a new approach is needed. And based on that Wave Hill one, I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to work closely alongside you and um, I'll yarn with my Ngunnawal wise ones and get the blessing and set up a site and then all our allies and comrades, you know, our non-Indigenous brothers and sisters, they can help, you know, like with food and water and anything else so we can sit comfortably, peacefully and get the result just like our brothers up in Wave Hill there, you know. And I think that might be a new direction we could take and as Mal to unite the tribes via message stick and also to get the result to move forward as a people and as a nation, you know. Um, I don't know how's that. Yeah, well, there's a few few good things, you know, that can come out of that, you know, unitedness, and uh, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually, hopefully, getting getting you know the artifacts returned and and, you know starting to make make government and stuff, you know, actually start thinking about us more and, and doing more. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just to build upon that, brother, um, you know, I've yarned with this a few other people before, and I guess and I'll put it out there again, so it's out there, but it could be as simple as, like, three representatives from every tribal nation, a man, a woman, and a youth, okay? Um, they get nominated by each tribal nation. Then those three all form a third party that the people of Australia can vote on. So there's not just a two-party system and they can see like the old ways party you know united nation with an equal voice um and then it's up to those three individuals to um pass those messages on and consult the the rest of the nation to make sure it's transparent everyone's included there's no signing off on what do they call it and and all that sort of stuff where one person represent the whole nation that's you know that's pretty disgusting but i'd like to see our (coughs) elections basically and we elect our leaders, and then then we take that like a five hundred strong party to the parliament and say, "Here's the third option for people to vote on." You know, I, I don't know. I, I just think out there, yeah, yeah, you know, what I mean? you know, something like that might 
you know, work. You know, it's just a matter of us trying to, you know, come together and do things like that where, you know, it's too mm. much sort of things going on without everybody's knowledge, you know, like people signing off on, on those agreements and, you know, yeah. things just getting past us all the time. So we need that, you know, something like that in place where where everybody's, you know, being, being able yeah. to get a say on things because... Yeah, I think it could work, eh? I believe it in all me, all my doing, my soul, bro. You know, I really believe it could work. And the other way to, to get it started is one of the other brothers from my nation, um, Brother DK. Uh, his name, tribal name is Gile, which means moon. And um, he's a powerful, very tricky, wise brother, you know. And um, he told me years, a couple of years back, when we we're actually on Nunnawal country, he said, we need, every nation should have their own tribal flag, every single nation. You know, and I've actually created a Ngunnawal one um, that I haven't really shared around because I'm not going to come across as a big note or anything. But I think that if we all start with our own tribal, like we could have a, a kids' yeah. competition. Hey, your kids, design a flag, design a flag, and then we'll all pick one. Then bam, you know, that deals with the fiasco with the Aboriginal flag at the moment. Do you know what I mean? All that mess. So we take back our sovereignty one step at a time. Yeah, no, that's mad. Yeah, you know, we we all should be doing that, just getting our own nation flags, you know, like just – and, mm. yeah, because we need to start, you know, having some rights around the place, like even with land and stuff, you know, housing and stuff. And, like, you know, what I'd like to see is us given a chance to go out and – and, and have land, you know, whatever land council land there is, whatever land like that, mm -hmm. you know, is Aboriginal land, you know, give us all so many acres each. That's right. We can develop yeah. proper economic base, you know, and deal deal with our own issues, our health issues. Even if we have our land, we can deal with the drug issues. We can do our own rehab, our law, you know, when young fellas break the white fellas law, then they got yeah. our, our tribal law, you know, because uh, I, I don't think they'll break the law again after they face tribal law, you know. So, um, you know, there's layers there. And I think we've really sparked up a wee, a fire here, you know, between you and I. I'm very thankful, brother, for your time. And, you know, hopefully some of the listeners out there can chuck in some input to what we've spoke about. And do I just... In that post the Google mob did this morning, there was a link yeah. on the bottom with the fundraiser. It said it said it was deactivated. Now I'd really like to pump that through the networks because you know people power has been prevailing in terms of the water struggle, um, buying water yeah. and taking it to country. You know, um, that was one of my big things. Once I seen the million fish die out in Indy, I painted up. Bro. I went out to the shopping centre myself and made a big sign. Stood there by myself and I've got. I educated about 300 whitefellas that day, you know, and that sparked a whole movement of uh, fundraising for, for water, like a natural commodity that was created for <laughs> one of them, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, with the fundraisers, um, um, yeah, I had, a, had that fundraiser going and, it, yeah, because of all the stuff, what was happening, I just, I think I just let it go, it go deactivate yeah because of a certain date but um what i'm yep. what i was doing was just 
raising money um, for when this exhibition starts and other stuff starts. I can get the elders, the old people, um, you know, some of the family members from, from far away and stuff. Like even Mob Up Tumala, yep. um, you know, I'd love to be able to get a couple of them, couple of the cuzzos um, up in Tumala to come and mm-hmm. see these um, the spears because, you know, all my first cousins and that up there, you know, they all Gwega Mob too, you know, they, they, they live up Tumala yep. and stuff, so... You know, things like that, raising money for things like that so I can get Tumalar mob down and, and, and Marie and, you know, yeah. all those people with that, my, my family yeah. with that direct connection to to the, you know, people who are originally from Botany Bay. So um, when I get yeah, um, the uh, fundraiser, you know, back up and running pretty soon, um, you know, I'll share it around to you and stuff and, and we'll share it out. But that's what it'll be sort of used for, just um, things like that, you know, getting the, some of the tomb alarm up down so they can have that chance to, you know, feel what I felt, you know, their, their family members, mm-hmm. you know, held those spears and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's that, that yeah, contribution yeah. to the circle so, that we talk about. You know, know things yeah. like that is what I'll raise the money for. And, and also, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm usually raising money to go back overseas and do lectures and stuff, but uh, I don't think that, that'll be happening anytime soon. So all my energy will be just sort of... Yeah. Um, here and and where before it was, you know, I was going to London and and talking to the museums and doing lectures and and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. looking for artifacts, where I'll have to put all that on hold for for probably a year or so, two years. Well, while, yep. while you know we get over this coronavirus stuff, but I'll you know maybe. You know, and get the mobs around and people around to help with government here change that uh, yeah. act of parliament, and I can go and get some of the old mm-hmm. fellows in, and we could take the police, yeah. federal police, or something to the museum and say that's stolen. You know, we want it back, and you know, put it put in mm-hmm. a put in a uh, class action or something. You know. Get them lawyers and stuff, and, and taking the court yep. over over the artifacts. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. just so, keep working on on stuff like that, and I'll you know put the call out for when I know those exhibitions are going to start up again, and and you know I'll that's what I want to do: get the Nunawar mob and and you know come together and and you know. Yep. Get permission to, uh, you know, do stuff at the museum there, and and uh, you know, try and mm. see if we can get them to give those things back. So you've got me right on your side, my brother. I walk right alongside you. Um, I'll do whatever I can um, to help, even with like I've got a 
I've been running my own little business a bit there the last couple of years, you know, and I've just launched yeah. a website, courier.net. Um, we've got some new merchandise coming out. Um, we make boomerangs, clapsticks, all us mob do that, but, you know, people want to buy them. So we develop an economic base ourselves, but our allies want to support us too, you know. So there's a lot of, a lot of support out there, um, and I'm happy to use my networks, whatever skills I've got. They're yours, brother, okay? And you just reach out to me and I'll yeah, do whatever no, I can. Brother. So I want to, I want to give a shit like a, any mob out there listening that have their own business that want to stock their stuff on my web store, um, you know, 30% of all sales goes back to community and back to stuff exactly like this, you know. So we're creating our own prevention programs. Um, we're supporting mob to get home for ceremony or sorry business or, you know, we're, we're really – People power has been prevailing, you know. I've seen it in my own eyes. I've hashtagged it for years. People power will prevail, you know, and it's happening, you know. The, I think the corona stuff's played into our hands a little bit in terms of opening people's eyes. There's less distractions. Everyone's at home reconnecting to family and the values of our old ways, not just the yeah. culture stuff, but just looking after your family and, and making sure, you know, and that's something that you touched on earlier as yeah, well. Uh, making us all stronger. So... Yeah, well, um, anything I can do, bro, please has, don't hesitate. I reckon get that fundraiser yeah, no, as will. soon as possible. And, and all, all you um, mob out there, and then I'll edit. jump online there, you know, search up, have a look at the Gweagle Shield and Gweagle Spears and, and just check out everything about them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of overseas listeners on my podcast, bro, there's a lot like from America, France and all that too, you know, so... There's a lot of overseas interest in what we're talking about. So for those guys, I'm happy to, um, I guess, give you a history lesson as best as I can. And if I don't know the answer, someone yeah, will, it. you know. So, yeah, it's on us to, to keep banging. That's what I said in um, at Survivor Day March. I, I, I spoke in there and I said, look, we can't just have 50,000 people here one day a year. We need yeah. this every day. We live and breathe it. The, the transgenerational trauma, we feel the pain of our old ones. We feel when the land's hurting, you know. So we need to keep banging on doors every single day by any means necessary. And, you know, by doing this podcast and taking the lead on I don't even know what I'm doing because, like, I only just started it, you know. And it's all through a phone. I don't even have a studio. So we're just making it work however we can. And that's yeah, no, nah, that's it. Eh? That's how we've survived, more. always adapting. Uh, yeah, well, um, any, anything else you want to finish up on there, bro? And yeah, yeah, I just want to, yeah. um, you know, pay my respects to the old people, um, you know, 250 years ago, I had something bad happen to them that day, and yeah, I just want to, you know, acknowledge, you know, everything what they done what they were all about and and the resistance what they showed, um, you know, yeah. can make us proud of, of who we are and, and why we fight um, for so long, you know. Just, mm. yeah, just want to pay respects to those old people yeah. there that day and, and tell them that, you know, we're still here and we're, we're, still, we're still fighting today and, and we're not going to stop until... Um, your spirits are at rest. Yeah, well, and 
you know, and I'll, I'll just finish up as well and say that, you know, I've um, been in a position where I've been able to mentor a lot of our young fellas. Um, I'm a proud father of four, but I've been in a position teaching yuku yulmaji, our song and dance and our culture and our old ways and what I see, you know, these future leaders coming through, they're getting, they're getting culturally strong and connected, you know, because our culture was hidden from us and, you know, taken away. These new generation coming through, bro, they're ready. They, are, they know, you know, and so it's a lot of those climate change school kids as well. They all should be turned 18 soon yeah. to vote. So we need to get that third party up. That's it, eh? Hey. They can run the show. Gabby in the Dagen. Gabby in the main thank you in Gumaru. And, um, you know, yours in unity, whatever I can do, you let me know, cuz, and, you know, let's uh, keep adding the right fuel to our we, our fire, no, especially you. our inner fire. That's the main important one. Because then it ripple effects to the community and to the wider, you know, our, our circles, you know. So thanks, brother Rodney. Um, yeah. Once again, I'll pay respects to your ancestors and um, of the nation that I live on and been here for 30 years, you know, and seen some mad changes out this way. And it's happening, you know, the, the revolution's happening. Yeah, no, it's just a that's it. Time. So, yeah. Thanks, brother. I'll get this out there as soon as possible. I've got, yeah, it's going to be about an hour long podcast, but I might break it up into. Yeah, nah, deadly. See how we go, but. Yeah, yeah nah, it's good, man. It's good what you're doing. Um, we. Thanks, my bro. And, um, you know, just stay, stay Warrangal strong and, you know, Wangamati, roll, roll gay, roll true to you. And the ripple effect just, just goes out there. Yeah, you know, Jim. As long as we roll true to ourselves, first and foremost. And uh, thank you. Yeah, Thanks, brother. Yep. I'll talk to you very soon. See you later. Okay.